0: Yes, I want to share. Um, Can you hear me? Is the mic working? Okay. Um, I want to share some thoughts on metta, on the practice of loving kindness. And I want to begin with something that the Thai monk said. He said that he's practicing metta, cultivating loving kindness, Every day, for some time, saying, this is my daily dose of happiness. And, you know, sooner or later, we come to experience and see that this practice of loving kindness actually increases our happiness. It makes me happy when I do this cultivation. And for some, this might come surprising because, you know, most of the time we take another person, another being, all beings as the object for our meta meditation. But, you know, doing it, even if the object is another person, when I engage in this practice, actually. Yes, it makes me happy, joyful, grateful, or peaceful. So the benefit of practice, first of all, we ourselves will experience it. But you know, it's not limited to this. As we have seen, as you have experienced, and as you have heard from the many stories or examples that we have given, it also affects other people's, other beings' lives. It also contributes to their happiness, to their well-being, to their peace and harmony. And, you know, even people who are not, you know, who are not, Uh, Practicing metta meditation, who are not Buddhists or even interested in the Buddha's teaching. By engaging in such kind of a practice, they also come to experience it. Because it's about 15 years ago, I helped facilitate a study done at the University of Zurich in Switzerland. Um the Professor Tanya Singer, a German lady who is practicing meditation uh, also loving kindness meditation, she did this study and wanting kind of to prove that the cultivation of loving kindness um, has positive benefits and she kind of set up the hypothesis that with the cultivation of loving kindness, one becomes more pro-socially active or one cares more about others' well-being rather than one's own selfish well-being. And so my part in this study was to teach a group of people the practice of loving-kindness. And there was another group, and they had a training in um, uh, memory, like uh, memorizing things. And so my my role was to teach this group of persons for one day the practice of loving-kindness meditation. And during this day, I instructed them in more or less the same way as we do it here. You know, going through the different categories, explaining what meta is, what it is not, and so on. And then for a couple of weeks, they had to practice at home each day for 45 minutes. And know for this study so before the first meeting both groups each person had to do an mri and during that they were given different tasks uh, watching videos answering questions and so on and then so they had the first day with me the training in loving kindness the other group a memory training and then uh, practicing it for two weeks at home and then again one day together and so on that second day after they had practiced for two weeks at home at least 45 minutes a day I had a round of sharing asking them you know how has this practice affected your life your thinking your attitude and one of the women they were mostly young youngish people because as you know students they get some money in participating in such a study so one of um, one woman she kind of very succinctly said you know what then many in other words also uh, expressed this she said so you know i found it so strange but cultivating loving kindness for another person or the persons actually it makes me so happy i feel so happy (laughs) and yeah you know this is a common experience But as I said, you know, it's not all about doing this practice in order to make us incredibly happy, but as we know, it kind of radiates out and it affects many other people, many other beings in so many different ways, obvious and not so obvious. We have already mentioned it a few times, you know, the fact that the Buddha also put a lot of emphasis on the cultivation of loving kindness, cultivation of the four Brahma Viharas, but especially metta as this very basic quality. And... The Buddha mentioning it um, very often, saying, you know, that it is a great support for the practice of liberation. And of course, you know, this is the, the primary goal of the Buddha's teaching, complete liberation from all that prevents us from completely being at ease, peace, happy and content or the liberation from the three poisons, greed, hatred, and delusion. And among the many things that the Buddha has said on the benefits of metta and how powerful it is, is this uh, statement. He said that just one moment of metta is more beneficial than offering 100 pots of rice three times a day. And you must understand that during the time of the Buddha, if a person was able to offer three times a day, 100 pots of rice each time, so 300 pots of rice every day, that person must have been a millionaire. And we also know that the Buddha highly spoke of the practice of generosity, of dana. how beneficial, how meritorious it is. So by offering 300 pots of rice every day, a person would surely get lots of merits through this act of generosity. But then the Buddha said, well, even more merit, even more beneficial is it when you just cultivate the thought of loving kindness for one moment. And one moment he defined as the time as it takes to snip with your finger or one moment is the time that it takes to blink with your eyes or Another um, example is, and you know, this shows again how much down to earth the Buddha was, understanding, you know, what people had to deal with in their lives. Because he said, one moment is the time it takes to pull down the other of a cow. (laughs) So imagine that there is one moment. There is a thought of kindness, of friendliness, free from aversion, ill will or attachment, clinging. This is incredibly beneficial. This is incredibly uh, powerful. And each moment of kindness, of friendliness, of unconditional love contributes to peace. Peace in ourselves, peace uh, in our environment, it contributes to peace in the world. It contributes to harmony, like being able to harmoniously live together without quarreling or getting into arguments. Mother Teresa, who has, you know, lived in Calcutta, having taken care of the poorest of the poor in um, India, having also these hospice where people could, you know, die in dignity. She had said, each act of love, and I understand this as, Love in the sense of metta. So each act of love is an act for peace, no matter how small it is. So do not think that, you know, a little act of kindness, a little moment of kindness does not matter. It does matter because we never know what this little act of kindness has as effects. You know, it can be a little pebble that you throw into the water, and then, you know, you have the ripples that go out. They go out, I don't know how and whom they affect in what way. You know, one thing I remember very, very clearly as if it had been yesterday, but it had happened 43 years ago in Ireland, in Dublin. At that time, as a backpacker, I was traveling in Ireland, and I was traveling around the country by hitchhiking. By that time, it was pretty safe to do so, and... One day, uh, standing at the side of the road, having my thumb out, a man stopped and said, yeah, come on, I will take you there to such a place. Actually, I wanted to go back to Dublin. And it was not very close, so it took a while and The way he's, you know, there is this castle. I can show you uh, this castle and another castle. And he invited me for lunch on the way as well. He was really very kind. And we had a, you know, friendly, good time together uh, driving towards Dublin. And late afternoon, when we finally had arrived in Dublin and when he dropped me, I got out of the car, took my big backpack, and I was just about to say you know goodbye and thank you so much for the kindness you know of having offered me lunch and taken me here and there but i could could not really say anything because just as I wanted to or just as I started to say thank you, he went like this and said. I know one day you will pass this on to somebody else. He turned and into the car and drove off. And I was standing there, you know, I lost my, my words, you know. How can he be so kind, you know, and be so friendly and not even <clears throat> um, wait for my words of thank you? So as I said, you know, this stays with me since 43 years. It's still very fresh. And, you know, a hundred times, a thousand times, he has proven right. You know, and, you know, in the same way, we don't know what our little act of kindness has as effect, you know, how a far-reaching, long-lasting effect it can have on somebody, on somebody else, how it can influence somebody's life. So with this, I want to close this reflection on metta and go into our silent Meta-meditation. I will give some instructions. First of all, make sure you sit in a comfortable way. Take some moment to settle into your posture, to settle into your body, just feeling the body as it is sitting, sitting on the cushion or the chair. Relax any tension you may have in the body, especially around the shoulders. And today we are going to cultivate metta for a second dear person, a second close friend. But before we start with the second dear friend, we may uh, start with some minutes of cultivating metta. For whoever, it is quite easy to access the meta that can be the first dear friend can be one of the benefactors it can be yourself so take your phrase your meta wish and start cultivating loving kindness towards this easy person. For example, may my benefactor be safe and protected, or may my first dear friend be at ease and in peace. So, to settle into the cultivation of loving kindness, gently, silently repeat these phrases with the heartfelt intention to wish this friend or this benefactor or yourself to be happy or to be healthy or to be safe and protected from harm. Just continue to do it in a kind way, lovingly. Easeful. No need to strain yourself. No need to force yourself. If you practice with the heartfelt intention, that's enough the rest will follow by itself let meta the time it needs to unfold itself but contribute to the conditions for this unfolding Gently, patiently, lovingly. And now, take a few moments to choose a second dear person, a second close friend. And so deciding on this second dear person, Bring this person up in your mind, either having a mental image of this person or the felt sense in regard to this person or remembering a situation, an incident when you were together with this person. Also bring up lovely and beautiful qualities of this person. And then making the bridge to this person by saying, for example... In the same way as I wish my benefactor to be safe and protected, may my second dear person be also safe and protected. And then continue to cultivate metta for this second close person. May so and so be safe and protected. Or. May my friend be well, happy, and peaceful. Right now, there is nothing more important to do in this world, in your life, than cultivating this benevolent attitude in your heart and mind from moment to moment. Right now, forget about anything else that you should do need to do, want to do, now you're sitting in your space and cultivating loving-kindness, which right now is the most valuable and most important thing to do. So we finished this silent meta meditation. And <clears throat> among the many meta thoughts that I activated during this silent meta meditation, there were a few other thoughts. And one was this incident uh, I had experienced in Dublin, in Ireland. It was not 43 years ago, only 33 years ago. Sorry, (laughs) otherwise I would have been very young to do the traveling and hitchhiking in Ireland. So for your practice for the next 24 hours, continue to cultivate loving kindness for the second dear person. You know, in the formal sitting meditation, the formal walking meditation, take mainly the second dear person and cultivate the loving kindness towards him or her. If you find it helpful to build up the meta momentum with a person for whom it's quite easy, you may do so. Start the formal sitting or walking with a few minutes or five minutes, ten minutes, metaphor, the benefactor, or yourself, or the first dear friend, and from there switch to the second dear person. But if you find it equally easy just to start with the second dear person, of course, you can do it. And you know, in the course of cultivating metta to this second dear person, if it might become difficult, or you know, if something comes up, you remember, and this makes you sad, you know, first of all, try to apply all the tools we have shared with you to overcome this difficulty by ignoring you know, acknowledging the sadness, but then not paying attention to it or by taking a few months to reflect on the qualities, on the lovely sides of this person. If you try to do this and work with this, but still, you know, somehow it's just difficult and you get into more and more negativity. You may go back to another person for whom it has been easy, and then stay with that person for as long as it takes to build up the meta, and then from there go back to the second dear person. And for the daily activities, you know, as we have said, either you have the second dear person. Or a more free-flowing metta practice by just cultivating metta for anybody you encounter or pops up in your heart, in your mind, or for all living beings. So in any way, you have your daily dose of happiness. Now I pass on the microphone to Aya Viranyani.